0: Welcome to Elevated Leadership, where we embrace the truth that everyone is a leader, whether they recognize it or not. The secret to having great impact lies in how well we lead ourselves above all else. I'm Jenny Young, a hospitality entrepreneur and certified professional coach with over 20 years of experience as a leader. Having learned the ropes the hard way, my mission is to simplify the journey for you. Let's take this path to Elevated Leadership together. Well, hello, and welcome back. As always, I have a juicy topic lined up for you today, and it's one that I really hope will benefit you directly or help you to understand some of the other people in your life, and it's the topic of people-pleasing. By now, we all know, and we've heard of that, and it's a buzzword. Maybe we live as a people-pleaser or we live around one or more of them. I consider myself a recovering people-pleaser, but I do have relapses here and there, And the difference now is that I'm able to catch and redirect myself quickly when I slip into it. So today I hope to offer you a powerful reframe on this topic that really does impact us all and it runs rampant in small business especially. We aren't only going to reframe our understanding of this, but we're gonna flip it on its head and see it in an entirely new light for what it really is. And I feel like this episode needs a disclaimer partly because First of all, I'm really on one today, so who knows what will come out, but also people pleasers are so kind and thoughtful, and they really want simple acceptance. So while I'm not going to sugarcoat anything, because we're all busy, and that's not what I do, I want to tell you that you're doing great, you're doing the best you can with what you have, and today's episode is meant to provide you with a little kick in the butt for your own good. Let's set the foundation first. What is people pleasing beyond the buzzword of it? It is a personality type that feels a strong urge to please others, even at their own expense. And they may feel that their own needs aren't as important as the needs of others or decide to even alter their personality to be more likable. It isn't a medical diagnosis. This is just really a way of thinking and operating. So you may already have your hand up saying, Jenna, say no more. It's me. I know someone who's a people pleaser. I'm a people pleaser. I fully get it. But maybe you have no idea if you are a people pleaser or not. And this is especially true for people who have grown up the same way their entire lives, and they're just beginning to take a look at that and question it. So here are some things to look for to question whether or not you may be a people pleaser. One, you have a hard time saying no. The reason being you have a story in your head about what they will think or do if you do say no, and so you feel responsible for that experience, and that's driving what you're doing. Two, people pleasers tend to have a low opinion of themselves, and this is an important key because in order to be a people pleaser, you need to believe that the needs, beliefs, wants, and experiences of others are above yours and more important than yours, so you put yourself below them. Three, there's a fear of argument or conflict, which is understandable to a degree, but oftentimes people pleasers will be quick to apologize or they'll take blame when it isn't really theirs to take. They tend to be givers with no free time. This leads to them being drained or exhausted because honestly, people pleasing is hard work. And the fifth thing to look for is a strong desire to be needed, liked, and accepted. This is fully understandable, but people pleasers go a step beyond and alter themselves, and they show up inauthentically to gain that acceptance. We'll discuss this later, but spoiler alert, being a people pleaser actually makes you harder to connect with because people don't really know who you are. As I mentioned, I am a self-proclaimed recovering people pleaser, and I still have moments, but with awareness And with coaching and therapy, boundary work, al on, I can make my stay there much shorter. So please know that what I'm sharing comes from research and it also comes from personal experience. I used to say yes to events I knew I didn't have the bandwidth for or join boards that I didn't truly feel connected to. Many performative acts that I thought would put me in the good graces of others, but I actually ended up exhausted from the grind because it's exhausting work to shape shift and play a role that you think others want you to be. People pleasing in leadership, especially, is a big hindrance. It really isn't the worst thing that you can do. I understand you're being kind and you care about others, but it does stand in the way of your ultimate success and your greatest connection with others because it has a really big energy of manipulation. You are being manipulative. I said it. I understand that's a pretty big thing to say and hear. And I truly believe that people pleasers are not intending to be manipulative. This isn't a conscious choice, but they are working to manipulate how other people see and react to them. And this is because they want to avoid the discomfort of disapproval. What they're doing is very uncomfortable, but they're doing it because they're trying to be comfortable. John Maxwell has a quote in his book "Leader Shift," which I highly recommend, and it reads, "You have to put doing what's right for your people and organization ahead of what feels right for you." And this blew my mind, because while people-pleasers are consciously trying to be selfless, they're actually operating in a selfish manner. They're putting their comfort and affirmation ahead of doing what needs to be done. They don't want to be seen as selfish. They're consciously trying to be selfless. And this is what I mean about flipping our understanding of the topic completely upside down. And I want to check in with my people pleasers out there because none of this is easy to hear and you are sensitive and caring angels. You bring so much good into the world and to what you do, work hard to just hear this clearly and then you can make your choices clearly and your life will change. Do you have a team who's ready to elevate their leadership? The very best way to improve a company is to improve and invest in their team. I'm offering customizable group workshops that cover topics you will not hear on this podcast. These workshops have been highly effective in working through existing problems, creating more awareness, and giving the participants a new baseline to work from together. Everyone is a leader despite their title, and when you treat them as such, they elevate themselves. If you're interested and feel that this could benefit your world, please reach out via our website or my email, hello at leadershipgrowth.com. You can also find me on Instagram at Elevated Leadership. This approach to life also hinders leadership because it's a lot of distracting and draining work, and it isn't even really effective or fulfilling. Even with all that work and effort, there are still people who aren't that into you. It may sting to hear that, but I share it because if some people aren't going to approve of you, even with all that effort, why not take your chances and be real and understand that 100% of people won't be into you either way. This would free up so much of your energy to be a connector and create impact. Have fun, go after your dreams, and maybe even sleep well at night. If leadership is truly about connection, then we need to remove what stands in the way, and people-pleasing is ultimately fear-based which you hear me referencing a lot. Fear equals lower levels of success and satisfaction. And anytime you make choices from a fearful place, it is going to work against you. So now that we have a better understanding of people pleasing, how it plays out, let's talk about why. Because I'm a firm believer that when we understand why something is happening, it's so much easier to let go. The why behind people pleasing is pretty simple on the surface. Why do people do it? it makes sense. They want to be accepted in the hopes that they'll have more influence. And when people like them, it feels safer. We all want to be liked. This is so normal. Our caveman brains tell us that if we're rejected, we will die. And that honestly used to be true. We used to need acceptance into our tribe in order to survive. So it makes sense that rejection equals scary. But there are two things to note here. One, today, acceptance does not equal survival. The world has changed, but our subconscious brains have not caught up. If someone isn't, quote, pleased by you, you will not be shunned out into the desert to die. And two, we need to redefine tribe because back in the day, your tribe was a small and close-knit group. It wasn't every single human who you could possibly make contact with in person or online. There's immense pressure for approval. So when you redefine who you actually need and desire approval from, because it can't be Johnny in Australia who happened upon you online, then we look at the reality of our actual lives. It's not life-threatening to not be liked by someone who you'll never even interact with. So we can stop acting as if it is. And I'm sure you've heard this before, but just for a reminder, you yourself don't like everyone. So why do you feel that everyone needs to like you? The next reason that this happens is because it was taught to them. Of course, if you grew up in a home with a people-pleasing adult or trained to please the people around you, you've learned the behavior and that's okay. It's no big deal. Now you're an adult and you get to decide if it's serving you. And if it is, keep going. But I think you'll find through this episode that it's actually less effective than you may think. The final, most common cause of people-pleasing that I'll cover today is that people are using outside validation to replace their missing inner validation. This is why I'm always encouraging you to do the inner work that only you can do. And as you know, I'm not a psychologist, I'm not a doctor, but I have a basic or more than basic understanding of how this works. If you don't have your own high value self-worth, you'll seek it outside of yourself. You'll become a chameleon who's desperate for outside acceptance, and then you ultimately don't truly know yourself. So how can they? When you can establish your own high self-worth internally, the unshakable understanding and acceptance of who you are and why you are, you will know that it's safe to be that and it won't be for everyone, but it will be for the right people. You will show up with the best intentions and you will do your best and that will have to be good enough for the people that it's meant to be good enough for. Undoubtedly, people will ask, but Jenna, how? How do I increase my self-worth? Well, that is a great question. (laughs) It's a big topic. It's another podcast episode. But I would simply say that you increase your value when you invest in yourself. Invest in your own personal growth. Hire a coach, read a development book, listen to a podcast. You're doing it right now. And build integrity with yourself. Because building your own integrity means that you're building a solid foundation. And this happens when you do what you say, you make amends when you've wronged someone and not when you haven't. You hold yourself accountable and you clean up your side of the street. But for now, simply know that when your own worth is high, you will be far more comfortable in letting go of your people-pleasing tendencies. Now we have an understanding of what people-pleasing is and why it may happen, and it's becoming pretty obvious why this doesn't work in leadership, but let's get clear on it. People-pleasing has a real tendency to attract the wrong people and situations into your sphere. This can come in the form of employees and customers, opportunities, friendship, partnership. As a people-pleaser, you spend so much energy trying to be right for everyone, and you can't make room for what's truly right. You have the same 24 hours in your day that I have in my day, and I don't have time and energy to be accepted by every single person, opportunity, and situation. Not if I want to actually succeed or connect with people and be fulfilled and enjoy my life. So needless to say, people-pleasing is an energy drain, and I'm obsessed with preserving, amplifying, and maintaining our energy. That's what I'm all about. It's an energy drain because it's done from a place of fear. This ta- this keeps coming up. This theme keeps coming up with fear. The fear is not being good enough, being rejected, people talking about you. A big one for me was employees quitting. I spent so much time trying to please every employee because I was afraid they would leave. And ultimately, none of them were very satisfied because they weren't getting the real me. A second reason that this affects leadership is that it stands in the way of genuine connection, as I mentioned, and leadership is truly measured by your ability to connect. So when you aren't presenting your actual self, you become a challenge to connect with, even when you're being so nice. As an example of this, go ahead and think of someone who you would consider a people pleaser and think about your interactions with them. Don't think about yourself, but someone else who you think, yeah, you know, I always feel like they're saying yes when they don't really want to, or they're not being real, or they're apologizing all the time. I taught a workshop recently and I asked, think about this people pleaser and think about your interactions with them. What do you actually think about them? These kind, thoughtful people who are doing so much to be accepted. And the answers were surprising and not surprising. They said that their nervousness makes me nervous. I feel sorry for them. They seem easy to take advantage of. They're so nice, but I don't want to ask them for things because I know they'll say yes, even when they don't want to. And then I feel bad. And I am not trying to beat up or offend anyone because we know we all struggle in different ways. But what you think your niceness is accomplishing is actually doing the opposite. And this is tough love, Jenna. She shows up sometimes. She's here because I'm not beating around the bush and I have to believe that you want to hear this and that you're ready for that change. You want the real talk if you're here. What if you had such integrity and faith in yourself that you let that be enough? And what would it take to achieve or find that? What would you need to let go of in order to really understand yourself and let that shine through? These are things that we talk about in coaching or you can find in books and podcasts. So I'm really happy that you're here for this conversation. I know this is such a major concept and in some cases it's a big call out. So usually people would say, great, Jenna, thanks. Now I understand that I am one, but what do I do about it? Everyone has a completely different story. So this isn't as simple as ABC, but I'll share these ideas with you. And I really hope they help. One, understand that as you let go of this persona or this way of being that you've created, it may feel a little uncomfortable. And learn to be okay with that and allow it. It's not forever. Feelings are fleeting. One thing that can help is to be open with the people around you and explain the work that you're doing on yourself or what you're beginning to understand about yourself and share it. When you own it with others, it makes it more comfortable because you know that they're not taking things the wrong way and they understand the work that you're doing on yourself. And if they don't want to accept it, they're not the right people for you. And that's your blessing to get that information. Two, begin to understand the why behind your people-pleasing and question its legitimacy. You can choose to throw out your beliefs or your habits at any moment, and you can ask yourself, where did I learn this? How has it served me? Is it still serving me? There's always a payoff to things that we do repeatedly, so look at what has the payoff been and am I ready to let that payoff go? Because if you aren't ready to let go of the payoff that you get from people-pleasing, you're very likely not going to let go of the act. And finally, this is my favorite tip from my coach, Jeffrey Combs. I came to him as a full-blown people-pleaser, addicted to overwhelm, and he helped me learn this very simple phrase, and it goes like this. I am not in a position to do that. And it sounds harsh at first, and I encourage you to practice it somewhere where you don't have a lot of emotion tied up. Just try, someone asks you to do something, you're not really into doing it, and you simply say, thank you so much for thinking of me, I'm not in a position to do that. And you move on. There's no apologies. It is so powerful when you claim that, and it becomes more comfortable as you go. Try it out, and let me know what you think. I hope it's really helpful. On a personal note, there are people today who don't accept me. They don't really like me. And there were people back in my pleasing days who didn't really accept or like me. But the difference now is that I accept myself and I trust that the right people will be attracted to the real me. I really hope this is helpful to you and your soul and it makes you a more impactful leader. And please share it with others who are working to be incredible leaders themselves. I'll close with a quote that my friend Shannon just shared last night, and it comes from an account on Instagram at CarrieLifeCoach. Life Coach, and it is, what you think of yourself is a lot more important than what other people think of you. So I encourage you to take time to understand that quote and what you think of yourself. I'm accepting one-on-one clients and only have space for two more. We meet in person if you live near here or via Zoom, and it's entirely client-led, the pace, the topics, the goals. I'm here to support any of it. You can reach out to me via my website, elevatedleadershipgrowth.com or Instagram at elevatedleadership if you're ready to break through on your own inner blocks that keep you stuck so you can create a life of ease.